Baby, my heart's on fire. Do you know what that song's about? It's about how novel the fact that uh, there are telephones now that you can express your emotions through. That's exactly right. Yeah, it is. It is a song about how exciting it is that television. Uh, sorry, that the telephones exist now. Televisions did not exist yet. No. Boy, were they going to get excited when that happened. Send now. me your love by wire? Okay, future yeah. man. <laughs> My ragtime gal is going to have her, her mind blown by the television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good that we're talking about this in our bonus content after having sung the song, not in the bonus content. That's so. true. Yes. That's true. That's true. You know what? I'm going to sing it again just so we can get it in there. Okay. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Ragtime gal. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then I'll just change the channel. That's the, yeah. the TV version later. Yes. Yeah. Then I'll hang up the phone. Articulating Splines, this is episode 265 of Insert Credit, the number one and only podcast where video game discussion is punctuated by the soothing tones of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and one of my favorite fail states in a video game is before the last fight in Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, where the final boss gives you the option to join her, and you can just say yes, and that's the end of the game. The curtain closes, and it's like, and you took over the world together. The end. Oh, man. I don't have a very good internal database of this. Uh, uh, my name is Frank Cifaldi, and my favorite fail state in a video game. Um, you know, non-specifically, I'm, I'm going to just say the entire uh, Oendan slash Elite Beat Agents series uh, very intentionally has entertaining fail states for for every song that they put as much effort into as the uh, the success states. Um, so that that series is is, is there for uh, you, you fail state lovers. <laughs> a viable answer. Uh, I'm Tim Rogers, and my favorite fail state in a video game would be um, the one that uh, Alex Jaffe's choice ripped off, which was Dragon Quest One, where the guy famously asks you at the end if you would like to join him, and if you say yes, it immediately cuts to black, and you have to reset the game. Oh, I, I thought uh, he kill- I thought he kills you in that if you say yes. Um, it's not, it's not perfectly clear what he does. Uh, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's left, it's, it's left extremely ambiguous. I mean, which wasn't is, uh, the Sopranos like inspired by that? Yeah. Yes. What I liked about the thousand year door was the kind of subversion of that, that the villain doesn't betray you. You just go ahead and take over the world. Yeah. That uh, could be chill. Yeah. Um, I would actually say my favorite fail state that ever organically happens to me in a game was I was playing the game Dododo, which is what it's called in Japan. I'm using the Japanese title for a reason. It's on PlayStation 2. I was quite far in the game, and I saved my game right in front of a boss, uh, and I only had a sliver of health and no items left, and I was unable to beat that boss. Any hit at all uh, would kill me, so I, I had to beat the boss without getting hit. And I, I tried for like four hours and then I gave up and I didn't have a backup save of the game. Ooh, yeah, that's always rough. Really felt like the true, like grim ending of the game. I believe stuff like that got fixed for the US release. One of the, the wonderful things about uh, games uh, getting released in the West 
a lot later than they got released in Japan uh, is that the, the stuff actually got fixed. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Brandon Sheffield. Uh, hold, hold on. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I'm Brandon Sheffield. Couldn't, and, couldn't uh, see the button. My favorite fail state. It's a good question. My my initial thought was those eyes maze games where like a grow cube and grow RPG and all those things where uh, no matter what happens, you always get to see something interesting. There's a little, little, the little characters, even if you fail, do something fun. They'll flop around and fall into a pool of water or whatever. But uh, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I've also had that experience that Tim had where I, I saved in between boss rounds on the ship at the end of Parasite Eve. And I had used all my mm-hmm. all my items on the first round of the boss because I was a dumb guy who didn't know that all Square Enix games have multiple forms to the boss, and uh, I couldn't beat it because I didn't have enough heal oh, items no. and stuff. Yeah, so I got stuck there. I was stuck on a boat for eternity. I mean, for my for my Dororo thing, it's, it's like I I kept trying to be like, is there anywhere I can go that might have a healing item that I can get before I fight this boss? And the answer was just like catastrophically no i sat there for several hours deep into the night a hot rainy summer night with no air conditioning trying to find an item that could heal my guy because i i was really enjoying the game and the story and uh couldn't do it that game was by red wait no it wasn't it wasn't by red it feels like a game by red thank you it's by it was by Overworks. Was it by Overworks? <laughs> Who made that game? I don't One know. of those <laughs> Sega studios that uh, yeah. uh was not uh, not super good, you know. But they were wonderful, you know. It's yeah. this weird mixture of like not. It was it was Red. Okay, I'm not I'm not bonkers. It was Red. Red was certainly involved. It was it was Sega. Wow, were the producers and there Red we were the developers. You know, it's it's unfortunate that you have uh, that you have said this because it just confirms the need that I and many others have to hoard items until the final boss yeah. fight. It's, uh, <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. Confirms that it's true. The items were like rarer in this game too, which is a, a, an even worse problem. Um, Red actually just released a new Gungrave game for the Xbox that's Ooh. on Xbox Game Pass that I downloaded but didn't play yet. So I'm excited to do that. It really looks like a PS2 game. So maybe that's why Dororo was uh, in the front of my mind because uh, I promise you it tracks. I promise you it is not always in the front of my mind. Uh, it just kind of sits in the back most of the time, you know, minding its own business. Before we get started, I have an optional topic for us. Uh-oh. Do we want to talk about the FTC suing to block Microsoft's acquisition of Blizzard Activision? Because it feels important, but I also feel like we talk a little too much about mergers and acquisitions on this show. <laughs> um, Man, I don't know. We could. We don't have to. It's up to you. Monopolies are bad unless they're board games. But even that, not even very that good board game, game's no honestly. good. Honestly, yeah. so just all monopolies are bad. Uh, yeah, I like the game. Of, I like the game of life better, dude. Yeah, I'm not even same. kidding. Yeah. yeah, you ever had a really good time playing Monopoly? No, no. Uh, Monopoly is something you play with, uh, like your Ivy League educated dad. If you're a rich boy and you're back home for for the holidays or whatever. My mom can attest to this, but I spent many. Uh, Saturdays just playing Monopoly against myself that I would be like all four players. Did you win? That is the uh, that is that is the ideal yeah. uh, experience. So I think if you're going to play Monopoly, you might as well go straight for uh, Itadaki Street, which is like Monopoly mm-hmm. for for CPAs. If anybody's ever played that game, it's uh, it's it's like Monopoly, but if you care more about the numbers, it's designed by Yuji Hori, 
who uh, once ended a video game by letting the player choose to become part of uh, the bad guy's team. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I think that's... Does anyone else have any other things? Anything well, else to say I, about I, this? I think clearly we're not talking about that topic, so I wanted to no. bring something up, which is that um, during the previous... Uh, well, during the intro, I guess, um, Tim said the word bonkers, and it, uh, it reminded mm-hmm. me that there's a Super Nintendo game called Bonkers, and uh, I was... I don't know anything about that brandon is that is that a bonk sequel <laughs> it's bonked uh, no it's it's isn't it just that um it's a disney afternoon game yeah, it's that disney afternoon game yeah i know oh. i'm it's aware a good, it's a good joke it's bonk and then it's bonkers and then it's bonkist wait is bonkers the cat the son yeah. of bonkers of bonk the oh uh, boy that would yeah him and a uh and a saber-toothed tiger <laughs> yeah why not i would say that bonkers are those who bonk so brandon yeah. is a bonker Oh, that's I just I I need to get this thing that's in my head outside of my head, which is that you know you mentioned uh, Bonk and a saber toothed tiger, and um, I was kind of vaguely, not really intentionally, uh, imagining conception of this child, and and uh, I just want to say that the frame of animation of 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 Bonk climbing a wall with his teeth was involved. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. uh, if mm. one of our many fan artists can get in on that, uh, not. I'd appreciate that. All right, here's our real first question. It's from. Friend of the show, Ash Parrish, who won last week's episode. Congrats, Ash. Ash says, if you could lock Jeff Keighley in a room and make him reveal the video game industry's biggest <laughs> secret, what would you ask him? Oh, that, that poser doesn't know anything. No, but we, but we can, <laughs> but when, if we make him do it, a lot of people will find out. And so that's, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't know the things. We give him the secret and then he reveals it, I think is how it works. Ooh. So we feed him a secret. We feed him a secret. And then lock him in a room and make him repeat what we told him? Yeah. Sure. I got other stuff to do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this seems like a lot of work. That's okay. We got it. Okay, what what is the secret that we want? What, yeah, what, what do you would be know? beneficial for people watching the game awards? Okay, are we are we implanting a secret or are we pretending that he has secrets? Those are the two options. I think the spirit of the question is pretending he has secrets. Okay. I assumed him playing. Like he thinks he's Kojima's friend, right? Yeah. So could the secret be Kojima doesn't like you? <laughs> oh, we're being mean to Jeff Keighley. I'm, well, I'm, I'm really, 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 really confused about the the question prompt here. If you yes. can lock him in a room and make him reveal a secret, like something he actually knows for real. Well, that's that, that's that's the discussion, right? We've decided he doesn't actually know anything, so we're yeah. either pretending he knows everything, or we're or feeding we're him implanting something. a secret that. That I don't I don't understand Brandon's plan here, but, but but we're telling him something to say to people apparently. Yeah, my my plan was we give him a secret to uh to share with the world that then benefits the game industry somehow. Oh. Yeah. I I think this is too complicated a plan. Yeah, I, I think we just need what? to bully him for information he doesn't have. I think Ash believes that he knows stuff, so we have to go with the spirit I don't of think Ash. Ash. Thinks that okay, <laughs> that's that's why I was thinking it was the implanting, but okay. Um, I think Ash would like us to pretend that. Like, all he knows is, like, what trailers are going to play that night. You know what I mean? Like, he's seen the trailers. That's what he knows. He might know some stuff that they canceled last minute because they weren't ready to talk yet. That would be, like, the biggest secrets I bet he knows. Yeah. I want Jeff Keighley to be like, coming up, we got the biggest trailer that's going to blow your mind. And then they they never show it. That's not a secret. It's not a secret. I'm just saying that's something I'd like him to do. (laughs) To what end, Brandon? What would that accomplish? Um, It would make me laugh one time. You know what? A noble goal. Uh, (laughs) Let's go on to our next topic here. Okay. Sorry, Ash. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I feel like that was a missed opportunity to just be like, why don't we talk about the Game Awards before the Game Awards? Yeah, yeah. We could have just, which is, we could have just, tonight, we could have just, a, we, we could, it is tonight. Yeah, it's in a few hours uh, uh, after we finish recording this, the Game Awards will air. We could just try to have a, have a sincere discussion about it. Yeah. If we yeah. like, uh, instead of trying to sure. wrap it in 800 layers of, of stuff. Okay. Can I start? Can I start real quick? I'm going to start real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. Let's do it. We all complain that the game awards are actually just a, uh, a, uh, a bunch series of commercials. of commercials. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I kind of think all the major awards are. Sorry. Yeah. I don't really complain about that. I think it's good because then I get to know what's coming out. Yeah, but you get to know what's coming out through like cinematic trailers. I don't know. Like it's it's it all just feels weird. I feel like old awards are more about isn't our craft great? Aren't movies great? Isn't television great? We're the best. We are artists. Whereas newer awards are here are products that you, the consumer, should buy. It's about self-congratulation versus promotion. Mm hmm. I'm yeah. going to say the same thing I've said in, in, in previous years on this show in the last, uh, and that is that uh, it's like having E3 in my house, and there hasn't been an E3 in a while, so I'm, I'll let it hang out in my house for a couple hours, mm-hmm. uh, a year. That's all it gets, right? It's not so bad. Yeah. I watch it. I am professionally interested in it from a variety of angles. I'll watch that show. I have noticed on social media. I've, I've only brief. I only look, looked at social media a tiny bit this week. I, you know, I've I've been staying away from it in general for a very long time. I noticed people talking about fashion for the first time. I've I've noticed people saying that the the males at the game awards uh do not dress well, and almost every single comment I've seen has been phrased in such a way as nobody ever talks about how badly dressed the men are. Dude, I have been like yelling about how Jeff Keighley needs a suit that fits uh, for as long as I've known who he is. Yeah. He this needs feels like to like mm-hmm. he like I mean he's not I mean I realize they're yelling at the guys who get there in t-shirts and jeans and you know shame on those guys. Uh I don't know. I would I would wear something a little nicer. I don't know. Would you wear a suit? Uh, of course, uh, I've worn suits before and recently, in fact. Um, but it's that's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is, Jeff Keeley's suit is so bad, and his suits get like so much worse every year, and it it like genuinely hurts me when I see the suits he's wearing. They are so awful. All you need to do is Google like what should a suit look like. Me wear what kind suit? Question mark. Like, uh, what me suit should look like, question mark. Like, it should, it's very easy to find a good picture that shows you what a suit should look like on a guy where he looks like he's going to, uh, his first communion at, at like a Hong Kong triad church. And it's like, I'm not any kind of a fashion elitist, but Lord, if I were such an important individual, it's cool if you want to wear sneakers with the suit, Jeff. You just got to get a, a suit that fits correctly. Nobody cool has worn a slim fit suit in like at least 10 years, dude. Like somebody's got to tell him. So if anybody listening to this knows a way to get this this message to Jeff Keighley <laughs> in time for the Game Awards tonight, you know, I'm sure there's a men's warehouse uh, open somewhere in Los Angeles right now. 
If he could get something better than whatever he's planning to wear. Their Final Fantasy 16 trailer tonight. I guess that's going to be cool. They're going to announce the release date. Y'all know that. Sounds right. I'm ready for uh, it. Has anyone ever gotten a uh, character designer to design an outfit to wear at one of these awards shows? Now, that really seems like the sort of thing somebody would do. Somebody yeah. has done that, I'm sure. We're just more content to like laugh at Tetsuya Nomura for being Tetsuya Nomura, which is, you know, fair enough. But also, if you could get him to design a suit for you, that would be cool. Yeah. I know somebody listening to this is going to uh, jump in my inbox and ask me sincerely and well-meaningly uh, what exactly is wrong with Jeff Keighley's suit. And I just want to reiterate before you do that, you really only need to Google like what should a suit look like? How should a suit fit? Uh, what are some good suits? There there are millions of articles on GQ uh, uh, at the at the lowbrowest and uh, micro blogs at the uh, the highbrowest, uh, strangely enough. Uh, that that can elucidate for you exactly what you should look for in a suit, and uh, I I just it's it's just really weird, and it feels like a nightmare every time I see him come out on stage in his suit. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm getting stressed out now just thinking about it. I don't it. care what anybody's wearing at this thing. Uh, it doesn't doesn't. Oh, matter. I bet you don't. It doesn't matter to me at all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I care about fashion. I like to wear clothes that I choose on purpose. But if other people don't want to do that. I'm kind of whatever about we're it. We're not. We're not for the record talking about other people. We're talking, yeah, about, talking about the you. host, yeah. the MC, the That's impresario, the the dude, the man, the face of the thing. We're talking about him. I mean, he at least. I would. I would rather he wear a T-shirt. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's fair to hold public presenters to a higher standard than regular people. But then outside, has of that, he never seen like like a late night talk show? Like, I mean, any one of those. He should dress like a late night talk show host at least. You know, and I'm sure he wants to wear a tuxedo. That's fine. Or he wants to wear, I, I don't know. I'm going to stop talking about this. It's uh, it's stressing me out. I was going to say about the awards themselves, in my capacity as someone who's ju judging a couple of awards here, uh, I feel like submissions to award shows are down kind of across the board, which is really hmm. strange. In the case of the Game Awards, I don't think you like pay a, an amount of money and then submit i think they just choose them with a committee but that's interesting and very strange and i don't know what it means there's some stuff i, I can't say but there's a certain company that i was really expecting to submit a bunch of games but i think they might uh, be saving saving the money that they needed to spend to submit the games on um, investing in crypto or whatever <laughs> what are the costs of submitting a video game for awards oh well i mean it depends on which one but the a million the igf costs uh i forget how much it costs i think it's like 500 is that like that popped in my head i don't yeah it might I mean, be an old figure too. i think I that's know. i think it's it's less than that now uh, and then indicate you have to like be a member and then there's a submission fee of 100 bucks um huh. i think if you're not a member it's still just 100 bucks but there's like extra stuff you get as a member dice awards are way more what's the price of a judge these days though uh the answer is uh a million, yeah, a million uh, that's a quote from the film from the film dread uh thank you uh, what's the price of a judge <laughs> i heard these they're days? working on a sequel to dread yeah. finally yeah yeah heard that too yeah. that's not my fault can't wait for everyone everyone to pretend that they saw it in the theater three times like I did. No, I saw it at your house. Yeah, same, I saw it actually. in the theater one time, and I didn't like it. Yeah, Brandon didn't like it. Congratulations, you get a, uh, here, uh, there you go, you get, you get, that's, that's what you, when you saw it and you didn't like it, good job.
Good job, uh, not liking something. Good work. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, I know. I know we're way past time, but oh, who cares? Just go for someone like me who I think might be a little traumatized from feeling locked in rooms at E3, forced to watch trailers. Mm-hmm. How do I enjoy this show? Smoke weed, dude. Mm. Oh well, mm. uh, kind of keep it on the background, like be doing other stuff, and then yeah, and then Jeff will be like, and now the new call of duty and then you can be look at it and be like oh there it is and then you can go back to doing something else call of duty doesn't need a trailer at the game awards no, it doesn't. but uh if it did but it's gonna have one also, also it just came out <laughs> it did just come out well they're gonna have a trailer for like the frog hat or something like free frog hat today only man i'd wear go it. log in yeah give, mm. give me a frog I think you you can enjoy it by write down like look at the list of nominees and then try write down who you think's going to win Oh, and yeah. play bingo with it. I I'm don't sure. know. Not, uh, an Oscar pool kind of thing. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So, well, yourself. I think I'm going to hope that there's cool stuff this year. Because there was that one year where I discovered uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts and uh, Disco Elysium at the Game Awards. I'd somehow missed both of those. So yeah, that hasn't go. happened since that year. So I'm just going to hope that happens again. I like how Ed Boone announced that they specifically wouldn't be announcing anything this year. That's fantastic. No Mortal Kombat 12. So wait, right. let's actually do real quick. Let's 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 do our predictions for Yeah, why not? Okay, I like this. This yes. is what this is this is something every podcast has probably done this week and we're doing it right we're doing it after the the winners have been announced is you'll be hearing this. So you're hearing us predict hours before. Okay, so who's going to win game of the year? I'm just going to read them out loud and you just tell me who you think's going to win. Game of the year. Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, A Plague Tale Requiem. Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, or God of War Ragnarok? Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Elden Ring or God of War. It's one of those two. Yeah. Um, Make a commitment. I think it's Elden Ring. God of War already won, uh, and uh, Sekiro also won. So, so they've already won the awards, but but video games, the video games industry is nothing if not quite repetitive. So there is a high chance they're going to win. Uh, I'm going to slide it toward Elden Ring. I'm also going. Yeah. I'm going to go Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say Elden Ring. Um, is that our, do we have a consensus? Who else? Uh, anybody else want to cast? No, that's it. Consensus? All right. Next one. A best ongoing game. Fortnite, Final Fantasy XIV, Genshin Impact, Apex Legends, or Destiny 2. This is this is looking pretty uh, pretty big lots here. Um, um, I'm gonna say Genshin Impact because they're afraid of what will happen if they don't say Genshin Impact. Oh, yeah, that could be a thing. Mm, I'm gonna say Fortnite because that's just like where the money is. I feel like Fortnite didn't have any huge things this year. I don't know. They probably they probably added a Ninja Turtle. No, no. Or Fortnite just added actually a big update like last week, just yesterday, yeah, yeah or two days ago, something like that. And it and it had like a new map that people say is the best one ever. And so like it's it's a tough one because I would say Fortnite because of that update, but that isn't going to affect it did the not decision factor into today. the voting yeah. whatsoever. And yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen. I feel like the judges have more friends at Epic than any other company. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it's going to be Fortnite. I think it's going to be Fortnite because of that update that people were made privy yeah. to information about. I'm sticking with Genshin Impact. Sticking with Genshin Impact? I think last yeah. year it would have been Final Fantasy fourteen, and maybe was. I don't know, because they had updates then. But So I think Fortnite, because there were big updates. One thing it's not going to be is Final Fantasy Fortnite, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the first soldier, the game that got Yuji 
Tanaka in jail again, yeah. uh, which was basically a battle royale game set in the Final Fantasy VII universe. Uh, yeah, so I, I would say Fortnite. Final Fantasy XIV's thing was last year, man. Yeah. That Endwalker. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah. That's not, that's not like, I mean, it's still ongoing and I like that game. Anyway, community support. What is this? Fortnite, yeah, let, Final Fantasy XIV, Apex happens. Legends, Destiny 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's say uh, community support. Yeah. Lord, best mobile game? Marble Marble Snap is going to win best be mobile game. Yes. Yeah. I'm not I don't even want yeah, to hear that. It's yeah, it's Marble Snap. Yep. Oh god, the most embarrassing thing whatsoever. Most anticipated game. This is believe uh. it or not one of their top categories. Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> Final <laughs> oh, Fantasy Lord. 16, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which now has a name, uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield or Resident Evil and 4. <laughs> Uh, Resident Evil 4 is the funniest answer. Yeah, it's not going to be that, though. Yeah, so I, Resident Evil. People were making jokes about how this list is the same list as last year, basically, except Resident Evil yeah. 4 is on it now. It's Zelda. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, to chaos style say it's Starfield and Friends, because I do think that <laughs> people, people want um, a new Mass Effect. And uh, I think Starfield, <laughs> Starfield, people want a new Mass Effect. People want a new Skyrim. Yeah, they're about to get something that's a little bit of neither. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Starfield is going to be a bad video game. I'm not going to laugh at it. Uh, it's just not going to be very good. And that's all there is to it. Yeah, it can't be. I'd say my most anticipated on this is Zelda, but I think that they will choose Starfield. My most anticipated is uh uh. I guess Final Fantasy 16, but I wouldn't even vote for an award if I were given the choice. If I were given the option, I would not. I would abstain from voting for whatever this is supposed to be. But I'm guessing Zelda's going to win. So yeah. Anyway, uh, esports game, esports, League of Legends, Dota 2, Counter Strike, Global Offensive, Valorant, or Rocket League. Lord, let's just skip that one. Um, best multiplayer game. Splatoon 3 or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Shredder's Revenge, uh, or Overwatch, Multiverses, or Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which just came out. Um, Let's say Splatoon 3. Why not? I was kind of leaning toward that as well. Um, I think, but it also could be Overwatch 2. It had a rough launch, and that was like one of the biggest publicity beats, but a lot of people are playing it, so it's, it's a tough one. Interesting. I don't know. I just I, Splatoon. Go Splatoon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I would also go. Yeah, I'll also go Splatoon because I think that's the only one I haven't heard people complain about. Ah, oh, yes. Everybody and their brother is cool on Splatoon. Now, also, so. when I was in Japan last, um, the Splatoon three was having a Baskin Robbins campaign. So, oh, that rules. That's good. So go. that's that's how you know. Yeah. Splatoon thirty one. I believe they would yeah, call Splatoon 31 it. 31 okay, player. this one is very fun. This one is very fun. Um, and we're probably going to have some really strong opinions about this one. Um, content creator of the year. <laughs> yeah. QT Cinderella, Ludwig Agren, Carl Jacobs, Nobru, or Nebelian. I'm going for Nebelian because he's the guy who quit Twitter. Yeah, he, he, That's yeah. the only one I know. Twitter, Twitter. The guy who quit Twitter should be considered. If he wins content creator of the award, uh, of the year award, uh, that would make me want to go back to Twitter. Just so I could quit it more dramatically. Well, and, 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 I, and I think this is the whole like posthumously giving best actor yeah. award when they died that year. Yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. He's, he's, I think he's it's the Heath ledger of the video game industry. I'm going to yeah. argue against Nibelian, and I'll tell you why. I am looking why? at this list on Wikipedia, and Carl Jacobs, Ludwig Agron, and QT Cinderella have their own Wikipedia articles. Nibelian and Nobru do not. So I don't okay. think they're significant enough to win this award. 
Okay. Well, I'm still thinking. I'm still going for. I'm gonna. This is a manifestation vote. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's going to go to Carl Jacobs because, like, what kind of last name is Jinkelheimer Schmidt? You know, <laughs> it's my name too, <laughs> Frank. Very good. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. QT Cinderella is the creator and co-host of the Streamer Awards. Don't care. So I don't know if they want to give her the award because right. it's kind of like uh, acknowledging a rival award. Uh, but I don't know that maybe they see that as a classy move. I'm going with Ludwig Agren. That's my choice. Final answer. All right. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, Nibelian is our is the consensus. Yep. Uh, best adaptation. <laughs> oh Lord, Sonic the Hedgehog two, Uncharted, The Cuphead Show, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, or Arcane. Um, the winner is going to be Arcane, which is the Netflix show based yeah. on League of Legends. Yep. Uh, I don't know how I know that this. Or That's Edge just Runners. my yeah. Or Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, which is actually man. People won't stop asking me if uh, if I've seen it and if I like it. Yeah, I've seen it. I like it. it's good. It's uh, you know, uh, it's it's weird the the way the question is phrased. It's people uh, people messaging me being like, I haven't seen you say anything on Twitter about Cyberpunk, Edge Runners. It's like I've made zero tweets this entire year. So I don't know, man. Uh, were they expecting the one to be about Cyberpunk Edge Runners? Um, it's it's cool, but I feel like that Arcane is going to win because they probably had some kind of a you know leave it to those people to have some kind of campaign for it. I, I think, didn't yeah, see. Yeah, I it. think it had the biggest online fingerprint of the year. Um, did did we all see Sonic the Hedgehog two the movie? Who all saw I it? I haven't seen I it didn't. yet. I I've got it in my queue. I'm going to watch it soon. Um, I have to watch it before the seventeenth when my Paramount Plus goes away. I watched it. It was I, I don't yeah really remember it but i watched it <laughs> yeah it i watched uh i watched the first one in the theater and had a pretty fun time that's how i felt um while fully acknowledging that it was absolutely a children's movie yeah right? oh yeah yeah like, same for the second one for me yeah i i think sonic 2 is you know i was a little more awakened to the idea that it's a children's movie and uh i just I I just couldn't sit still. I was just remembering childhood the whole time. <laughs> I couldn't sit still. I was fidgeting the whole time. Yeah. And uh, there's like a 30-minute sitcom episode that doesn't even feature Sonic, like in the middle of the movie. It's about some lady getting married in Hawaii. Oh, I forgot all about it's that. Like, it's, it's just so awfully paced. Pasted right in there. It, doesn't it's just it's just somebody sprayed diarrhea all over the script. <laughs> it's just like, what do you think of these characters? They got spinoff potential. What do you think? It's like I'm not here for this. It's like they did, however, make a movie about the video game Sonic the Hedgehog two, and also put Knuckles in there somehow. Sonic two and Knuckles. I thought that was a very bad movie, but if it won, it would confirm a lot of things i think about the video game industry and let's go on to the next one best family game family game nintendo switch sports kirby and the forgotten land lego star wars the skywalker saga splatoon 3 or mario plus rabbits sparks of hope i'm gonna abstain from voting for this one if everyone else would like to do the same say i and i will continue hi all right okay. skywalker saga <laughs> okay uh, here's oh okay sure <laughs> all right buddy um uh, <laughs> so anyway uh now here's an award that we all have strong feelings about best esports player of the year uh all Jacob right. Whiteacre uh Jung Jihun Faker Simple where the I is a, is the number one or <laughs> Kerrigan oh, so that, who do we that uh, I that I being a one is pretty sweet I'm gonna go for that that person I'm I'm gonna go for the guy who has the very just normal looking Korean name. I'm just going to go for him. I'm going for Kerrigan because uh, Kerrigan will kneecap you. I'm going with Faker. 
Faker because you you just prefer your players to be uh uh to not actually be good. He's he's to be cheaters uh, uh, who are yeah, not. Uh, at not, least he's upfront about. He's it. not. He's just he's just letting you know that he's yeah. somebody else is playing and he's just on the mic. Uh, all you right. Don't have to worry about where he stands. It's fully split there. Okay. Um, this one is short to divide uh, listeners of the show. Um, uh, best the award for best narrative, uh, a plague tale. I know our listeners care a lot about triple uh, A video game narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a plague tale requiem, immortality, Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, or God of War Ragnarok. Very hilarious. I think this is the one Ragnarok wins. Wait, what? What is the category again? Narrative. Best, best narrative. narrative. Oh. Yeah, they're gonna give it to God of War. Yeah, it'd be cool if Immortality won in a way. Uh, immortality ha- actually wins, but they're gonna give it might give the award to somebody else. Yeah, I feel like if they uh, Jeff Keighley wants it to be like the, I guess he said he wants it to be the Grammys of the, of the video game industry. He said Grammys. I, I, that's what Shoot. I heard. I heard it was. I heard him say. I heard that it, he said Grammys, but it would make more sense to be Oscars. But um, <laughs> if it were the Oscars, I think yeah. they would do Immortality to make themselves appear like smart and erudite but i think that it'll be god of war instead yeah it'll probably be god of war it should be immortality i'd vote for elden ring so yeah, man can i just say real quick that i accidentally looked at twitter a while back and saw the ongoing the absolute capstone of of the worst video game discourse i've ever seen which was people talking about how elden ring didn't deserve to be nominated for best narrative because there's youtube videos that explain the story or whatever it's mm. like you got to be god darn out of your mind if you have any sort of problem with the ah it's it's just such a stupid thing to argue about they know what they're doing with their storytelling in those games they are extremely good at it if you don't see it chances are you haven't looked for it let's go on to the next topic best role-playing game xenoblade chronicles 3 Triangle Strategy, Live Alive, Pokemon Arceus. So these are four Nintendo games published by Nintendo Pokemon, uh, for what? the Nintendo Switch and Elden Ring. Yeah, it's Elden I'd Ring. Give it to, I, I'd give it to Elden Ring, man. I, I think it will win. <laughs> I'd yeah. give it to Elden Ring. Yeah, if it's not Elden Ring, that's weird. Um, yeah, it's gotta be. I feel like uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, uh, has kind of a chance. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 also has a chance. I saw a lot of people saying Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is uh, actually good. Or whatever, using the word actually tentatively a lot. Those games are good, man. Whatever. Best performance in a video game. I'm just going to say the names of the games. And you can just guess which character. Um, no, I can't. Immortality. God of War Ragnarok. Plague Tale Requiem. Horizon Forbidden West. Or God of War Ragnarok. Look at those two God of War Ragnaroks. Yeah, it'll be God. There's well, Kratos. Well, it's win then, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got the best chance. Yeah. God of War, more like God of Win. I am going to say Horizon Forbidden West. I think they want to give it to Elaine. I, I could also say Ashley that. Birch. Ashley Birch has gotten a lot. Uh, she's gotten plenty of credit for lots of stuff over the years. Mm. I think we got to give it to Kratos from God of War because uh, that guy's a he's a beautiful man and he does a beautiful job in those games. Uh, people like to make fun of the way he says the word boy. Uh, he does it real good. And he does the full sentences real good as well. Well, and it controls the rabbits when he does it. So that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as we've established. Right. Are we doing any more of these? I think I think we're ba- we're basically done here. Sports racing, Gran Turismo. Yeah, let's just. Uh, I'm pretty bored. FIFA, NBA 2K. Who cares? Best fighting game. Well, yeah, let's I'm go very on to our next. Hold topic. on, I'm, I'm trying to get to the end. Best art direction. If that stray game wins anything, I'm gonna cry. Let, let's let's do best indie game at least. Independent game. Stray, Sifu, Neon White, Tunic. 
Cult of the Lamb. Is that it? I think Stray's going to win. Uh, Stray, which is probably made by a team of like 800 people, something like that. There's right? indie game and debut indie game. Those are two different things. And most of the... Shoot. Most of the... the and there's three games that are in both categories. <laughs> Stray's going to win best independent game probably, right? Mm-hmm. Whether we want it to or not. Debut indie game. I hope Vampire Survivors wins that personally. Me too. Debut, yeah, I feel like it should, but I feel like they're just going to probably give it to Stray. They're probably going to give both of them to Stray. <laughs> that sounds right. Because uh, somebody somebody finally did it. The cheap trick of making a 3D game about a cat or a four-legged animal. It's the cheap, the cheapest trick in the book that everyone was avoiding because they felt like they were above it. Somebody finally did it and... Uh, they're going to just sh- be showered in accolades, and then their second game will probably just not be any good. I just, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm just prone to make fun of anybody who sympathizes with cats. Uh, best game direction? Nobody knows what that is. Give it to uh, Immortality. That's a category that exists for <laughs> Kojima. Yeah, right? Like, and then they have to reluctantly come up with some other stuff when he hasn't shipped a game. Yeah, when he's not right. I made it for you, daddy. That was the secret that we could get out of him. Is yeah. what, is your, what is your pet name? For Hideo Kojima. <laughs> is Elden Ring nominated twice? How? In what? What, for best direction? Yeah, for, for studio slash game direction. I don't know. I'm tired of this. Uh, best esports yeah. event, Evo. <laughs> best esports coach. Let's give it to Godong Bin. Best esports team, Los Angeles Thebes. Why not? I'm just picking, just, you know, just running down the ballot here. Are I don't we have done anything yet? else to say. <laughs> I don't, I'm just kind of looking at eBay at this point. What's up on eBay? What's the best action adventure game of the year? Yeah, some of these awards are just, uh, it's just, you know, you you don't know what games are good until five years later, man. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you really got to wait for it to hit Xbox Game Pass. I mean, a lot of stuff is Game Pass day one, Jaffe. Yeah, that's true. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem, for example. So you must already know it's good. I guess. Uh, and you got to wait for something to be a dollar in a Steam sale, and then you know it's good. Can we get on to the actual content of the show? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Rip it off. Who cares? All right. Okay, uh, here's a question I've got for you. How have video games influenced our vocabulary, both personally and culturally? Uh, the, the first thing uh, that comes to mind that I want to point out is that um, the term pro tip has, has gone everywhere. It's like everywhere. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows the term pro tip, and that is 1,000% Game Pro magazine. Yeah, uh, I recently did a little bit of, a, uh, uh, of an obsessive deep dive on this term. Because I heard it mentioned in a, a, a like a British TV show. Right. It's everywhere. Like even, yeah, even outside of the US where they didn't have GamePro. They technically had a GamePro, but not our GamePro. I just remember thinking, am I some kind of a of a troglodyte for assuming that's from GamePro? Is that really a term that originated elsewhere? Because clearly it would not have been vacuumed up by the cultural machine from, you know, the crevice that is GamePro. Right, clearly it would have been inextricable from from such a trench. Though no, I I my research quote unquote concluded it's from GamePro. That's horrible, and it doesn't make any sense. Pro tip: How do you think it broached that cultural barrier? What was the moment it escaped? Just like video game people, early internet. Yes, early internet. Also, it it just sounds like something that doesn't come from video games. So it's it's just a professional tip. It's yeah. very easy to uh, to absorb. I'm sure people don't know that that's where it comes from. They don't. People don't realize that it originated from, just from the emerged from the lips of liars such as Scary <laughs> Larry, 
who dared <laughs> declare themselves a pro at god darned anything when really they were just real bad writers writing really boring prose for a magazine and uh, offering tips that are basically from the instruction manual but you don't have the instruction manual i do because i'm a pro you're just reading the magazine here's a pro tip press the start button to pause you know it's like that that's what suffices for a pro tip thank you in these day and ages right like uh what's a good example of a when was the last time you got a real pro tip frank when was the last time somebody video game just in general somebody gave you a tip that really felt like a pro tip Uh, i mean they didn't have to say pro tip right i i can't answer that because um it, it might involve insider trading. So I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. yeah. The last time I got a pro tip, Yuji Naka went to jail. <laughs> Twice. Nice. <laughs> Timely. Nice. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't remember the last time someone needed to give me a tip. If you know what I mean, kind of got my stuff figured out at this point. It wasn't the first time he went to jail, though it was the first soldier nice. that got him in jail. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> that was a I can think of a pro tip the first yeah. that I have been giving people that they didn't know about, which is that you can eat squash, leaves, and stems. Not a lot of people know that. It turns some, out they're pretty good. The only stems I like to eat are from nice. weed plants. Uh, Audio stems. Let's chew on them. Audio stems. Uh, yeah. Anyway, how it how it changed um, the way you talk and the way we all talk. I mean, I said I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say owned <laughs> if not for video games. That's for sure. That's true. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a stupid word. I don't know. I I uh, I, pr- I probably wouldn't um, say the word gamer and put a three in it in my mind if not for video. I just watched the the game the movie Casino the other day because Mimsy hadn't seen it, and there's a part where. He's like the gaming that where they mentioned the gaming community. <laughs> and Mimsy's like, did they just say the gaming community? And I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a it's a bit tricky. Oh, yeah, I guess gaming doesn't mean uh, the executives at casinos in Las Vegas anymore. Yeah, that that yeah. has really bugged me. I, I tried to fight that fight in Game Developer Magazine for a long time, but it was impossible because I was like gaming has meant the gambling industry mm-hmm. for like 50 years already. So, uh, you know, can we not use the word gaming industry when we're talking about video games? Uh, but the answer is no. I think it's that. good that game, that gaming re- applies to video games now, because the way it was developed to describe gambling was a way to obfuscate the fact that you were talking about gambling. And, uh, mm-hmm. the, the fact that you have to go back to gamble to specify what you're talking about means they have to be more honest That's about it. Enough. That's why I nominated Faker as my esports gamer. You know, there's still places, oh, for good. example, uh, the Bay Area, Alameda, California, where pinball is still technically illegal um, because of because of old gambling laws. Because pinball started out kind of as like a pachinko-y gambling thing, and so there there mm-hmm. is a pinball museum out here, but you can only they can only do it if you pay like a flat fee and call themselves a, muse- a museum because otherwise it's illegal. It's wild stuff. That's gaming for you. Yeah, that rules. God, gaming owns. <laughs> uh, that's time. <laughs> Here's our next question. Does a video game protagonist have to be likable? Uh, for me to enjoy it. No. Probably. I mean. But no. A no. gaming protagonist doesn't really have to be a 
a, a person. Yeah, there's that. Right. I don't. I don't like I mean, my. I mean, we're just talking about Elden Ring, so it's still top of mind. But it's like I don't know. Whatever it is that I'm running around as, I don't like that guy. He's just. A, I don't know what kind of guy. Just this. an avatar in a game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I I st- I've been playing Elden Ring for hundreds of hours at this point. I don't know who the heck this god darn guy is, but yeah. uh, I, I'm I'm smoking down every last puff of that big. Yeah, bug. actually, now now that I think about it, like with with all the old characters, all the old games I've played, where I'm I, there's I'm just playing as a guy who's like murdering hundreds of people. I wouldn't like that guy, no matter who he was, no matter no matter how affable his dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like if he's uh, killed that many people, I would steer steer clear. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't hang out with most of those dudes. So what does a video game protagonist have to be? They they gotta feel good to move around. Sexy. Yeah, that's what I would say. They gotta be mechanically sound. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta <laughs> look real good. They gotta they gotta look ripped. Huge chest, giant pecs, uh maybe a, a giant sword in one hand and a mm-hmm. magic staff in the other. Yeah. Oh, you're that kind of multi classic. Good beard. Good beard. What's the length of a good beard? Uh, real long. I just posted in the, uh, the insert credit, uh, uh, chat room here on the discord, a picture of my Elden Ring character. Oh, nice. So that's, that's my dude in Elden Ring. I think he's pretty cool. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that guy. I don't, I don't understand who he's supposed to be. I feel like be. he's missing a bunch of his shirt. Yeah. I think that's cool though. He's got huge, huge pecs mm. and, uh, he wants to show him He's up. got the, the body hair slider at max. <laughs> And his hair is, is snow white and his skin is white. So he his chest looks really, really like weird. He's in night and flame stance. He's got a glint stone pebble. I think for me he's it's, got yeah, he's it's a, like it's less yeah. about what they should be and more about what they shouldn't be. So it shouldn't be like a child or mm-hmm. um a baby. Yeah, no no baby. No babies. Please. No cavemen. No cave babies. Not into cavemen. No cherub. Yeah, no cherub. No do you want cavemen? No cavemen. There are too many cavemen video games, and I don't know why there are so many. Cavemen are just uh, Chuck Rock, not appealing. Chuck Rock, Joe and Mac. Yeah, both Joe and Mac actually. Chuck Rock two, son of Chuck. I, I have a I have a question for the room. So they they did like an HD remake of Joe and Mac. Mm-hmm. Describe the person who purchased that. French. Mm. I follow a guy on Instagram who. Uh, I don't want to like make fun of a guy I follow on Instagram who doesn't even know who I am. You don't um, have to. I, I just, out of fascination, I just followed this guy once because he posted something cool that somebody had, had mentioned on Twitter. And uh, he just posts pictures of video games he bought. And it's like he'll have it on his Nintendo Switch screen and be like, about to check this one out. And that's it. And it's just... And he, he had the Joe and Mac game on, on one of his Is he picks. French or, uh, or French-Canadian? No. Oh, interesting. Uh I won't reveal. I won't reveal anymore. I about will this say guy. I used to have a segment on this show called "Who Is This For?" that you asked me to stop doing because it was too mean. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with French. Joe and Mac. Too many cavemen in video games. Don't like them. Well, um, these are cavemen ninja, so I don't really understand yeah. how the ninja part comes in. Honestly, having played that game. Yeah, Joe and Mac. Uh, it's some one of the least ninjesque games that I've ever played in my entire so this, life. This is. To be this honest, it's also made by the person who did the Toki remake, or the the team that did the mm-hmm. Toki remake. So you got to you got to factor that in. This this person is not. It's very French. They're, they're not trying to make games 
that the world will love. They're trying to make stuff that they specifically are weirdly into for some reason. Um, and yeah, good they're, for they're them. probably like good for them. Toki was the guy who went ape spit. He did right? go that, that way. Ape, yeah, that was that was the. Yeah. Uh, so whoever that person is who's getting, he's they, they spend probably twelve hours of every day trying to get the rights to do like a Clockwork Night sequel. Yeah. Is probably that kind of person. That's all I have to say about that. Clockwork Night is one of those games. That, I'm glad uh, people like that exist. People that are like, you know, my whole thing yeah. is Joe and Mac for some reason. That's great. I love Joe and Mac. Toki, favorite Saturn game is Clockwork Night and One. You Can't know. wait to remake Bug 2. Yeah, yeah, God, Bug. <laughs> Lord. Bug is not a good game. I'm no, sorry. No, it isn't. It isn't. I keep trying. Keep trying to Who like are it. you apologizing to? <laughs> <laughs> the listener <laughs> who true. loves Bug. I'm apologizing to the Sega Saturn video game community. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of these. Man, are you apologizing for Clockwork Night as well? I think we should. I don't want to be mean. It's like, I saw a thread on Twitter the other day that had been retweeted and someone was like uh, I've been playing Sega Saturn games lately and here's a list of some of my favorites and then it was just like 20 tweets that was just like they basically put every single Sega Saturn game <laughs> in there and it's like it's like uh, my f- action games check out this big old long list every reply is like thanks for the list I can't wait to check these out and it's like ah oh, man uh, this is where a, a list of like 20 games or 12 games would have been like you know really really a really good idea all right we're ge- we're gonna be right back. in other words a lot of sega saturn games don't have a likable protagonist is what i'm saying <laughs> and then some of them are great so who cares who you cares know? indeed uh we'll be right back after a quick break hello it's me brandon sheffield last week i was asked to watch the first two episodes of bleach and the first two episodes of One Piece to see which I liked better. The idea was to forever solve who is the correct anime opinion haver, whether that's Ash with Bleach or Jaffe with One Piece. So it turns out I have actually seen the first two episodes of One Piece already, but that was around the year 2000 at my university anime club where we watched fan subs as they came out. I was introduced to the anime club by insert credit founder Vincent Diamante, but that's another story. I don't remember much about One Piece from that time, so it still felt like a blank slate, Uh, but because I had seen some of it, I decided to watch Bleach first. So let's get into it. My notes here say generic song of the era for intro. I think that's pretty accurate. It's got a lot of visual ideas though, and it almost feels like an AMV or anime music video. The first episode especially has that vibe for the first few sequences kind of intercutting between things. The premise is decent. Our protagonist has latent spiritual abilities and must become a spirit hunter. It's pretty clean, but his abilities are changing rapidly, so it makes a good setup for Monster of the Week episodes while kind of keeping a tie throughout the series. But the art style is pretty rough for me. It, it really is from its era, and the vibe is all over the place, bouncing from hardcore serious teen emotions to goofy screaming nonsense. It's got good cliffhangers, and the voices and characters don't annoy me too much, which is really saying something. There's nobody who's too high and mighty, nobody whose voice is screechingly high, not that many eating sounds. Sonically, it's pretty good overall. Unfortunately, Bleach is hit by one of the bigger issues that faces all anime from this era. Bleach started in 2002, which is when kind of the peak of when anime was trying to incorporate early computer effects into traditional cell animation. I'm not talking about graphical effects like explosions or things, I'm talking about fake fisheye lenses or awkward pans and tilts. They looked bad then, but they look really awful now. 
I don't particularly hold that against Bleach, but it's hard not to notice it. And uh, the ending song is terrible. Sorry. <laughs> it's terrible. Overall though, I do see why Bleach is the Ash recommendation. The characters don't say everything they think, so there's more room for fanfiction and interpretation in the space between the characters. It's a little more fluid, and uh, there's more to grab onto um, reading between the lines. So now let's talk about One Piece. The intro song, much better. It's a lot more fun. It feels unique, uh, clearly bespoke for the series. Also being from 1999 means they're using a lot less of that bad computer stuff I talked about. There's a little bit, but it's mostly in the first couple episodes and then they abandon it. The plot is straightforward. Our protagonist, Luffy, is a stretchy boy and wants to become King of the Pirates. His idea of piracy is very different from everyone else's, and uh, he goes off to find a motley crew. I, I generally like this premise, as clean as it is. The colors are bright, and the characters are very straightforward in that shonen kind of way. This show is clearly intended for a younger audience. Uh, it also has an intro even before the opening song, and then huge recaps, and then an ending song, meaning the actual episode is around 15 to 17 minutes long. It's really short, it's breezy, and easy to watch. But it's also easy to ignore and come back to, which is good and bad. It also, for being so short, really draws some things out, which is odd and surprising. As for the voices, I don't love some of them. And there's lots of eating sounds and talking with one's mouth full, so uh, there were a number of sequences that I had to mute. Luffy in particular takes some getting used to, but it's not as bad as someone like the protagonist of Black Clover or the original Japanese dub of Dragon Ball, both of which are basically unlistenable to me. I should probably mention that I'm listening to the Japanese dub here, not that that will surprise anyone, but should know that. I do see why this is the Jaffe choice. Characters are very straightforward and say what they think, nobody's hiding anything, and everyone's generally nice to each other. Also the ending theme is ignorable, which is a big step up from the Bleach one. And the cliffhangers are even better here, and I will admit I did feel more like watching episode 3 of One Piece than I did Bleach. And so I did. I wound up watching 4 episodes of each out of fairness, and that 4 episode test basically only furthered my lean toward One Piece. This decision isn't exactly a slam dunk though, and as a side note, Basketball is great, let's get together in front of TV. But there's one thing Jaffe didn't take into account regarding the first two episodes of Bleach, Leak Spin. Now I'm sure at one point I knew where the Leak Spin animation came from, but I had definitely forgotten that it was from Bleach. That isn't truly fair because this memory is basically not about Bleach at all. If you don't know Leak Spin, it was an AMV that paired the Bleach character Orihime spinning a leak with the song Yevan Polka by the Finnish band Loitema. This was a huge video in the anime and general nerd person world, and its influence is still felt today, with Hatsune Miku, among others, spinning leaks in basically every goofy Japanese video game since. Like, if there's an MMO, there will be a weapon that's a leak, and it's because of leak spin. Anyway, seeing it live in episode 2 of Bleach and having that memory come rising back really did add a lot of points in Bleach's favor. But when all's said and done, Bleach is grim and new metal feeling, and then sometimes really goofy in an incongruous way, and it's got that teen angst oozing out everywhere. One Piece, on the other hand, has an imagined child's optimism, which can be distracting in its own way, but is ultimately more appealing to me in late 2022. Bleach feels like a PS2 game, with its grim darkness where One Piece is a little more of a uh, GameCube game. In the two, now four episode test, I have to say One Piece does win for me. But I don't think I'll actually be continuing with either series particularly. Maybe if I get desperate, but I wasn't grabbed. 
So my final conclusion is that if you want a long-running shonen series that feels like a Dreamcast game instead, watch Hunter x Hunter. So Jaffe wins this round, but if you watch Hunter x Hunter, then you win. Okay, thanks. Bye forever. Welcome back to Insert Credit. It's a time to go to the dirt bag. Uh, this is the point in every episode where I go over to patreon.com slash insert credit where for just a few dollars a month, you can get access to a form that allows you to submit questions of your own. You also get uh, monthly bonus episodes, sometimes more than monthly bonus episodes and other fun surprises. You'll just have to subscribe and see get for yourself. Surprised. I guarantee there's never been a better value. Uh, this week's question comes from Mech, who asks... Has there ever been a good boss fight in a first-person shooter? Yes. <laughs> Can you describe it? Hold on. When does it happen? I'm thinking about it. Um, I've got. There's something that's coming to mind, but I'm not quite. I'm not quite grabbing it. Uh, I think people need to check out Long Hunter from Tudok Dinosaur Hunter. That's all. Check out Long Hunter. Oh dude. yeah. Just go for Long Hunter. I've actually Hunter. had quite a few fun uh, Tudok Dinosaur Hunter boss fights um i enjoy there's like a mech spider thing that you fight in in wolfenstein new colossus maybe uh that i had fun shooting out all the, the little red dots on it and jumping around all all the bosses in in that are pretty fun because it's like you're you're shooting a big nazi war criminal robot <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty good um what else though I, f I feel like there's some first person like descent type thing that i like but i can't i can't call it to mind like some sort of first person i'm in a ship type of shooter that i've enjoyed i will say that taking down the big alien tanks the uh scarabs in like halo 2 and halo 3 when you're playing co-op it feels extremely cool to, like team up with a guy and take this giant walking tank down it's That's a lot of fun true. Yeah, there's some good Halo ones. So I found that the 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 bosses in Halo Infinite were kind of um, frustrating. Well, I don't know if they're bosses per se, but like the the difficult combat scenarios. Like you go over here, and there's a uh, special guy who is a prisoner or whatever. And basically, anytime there's an elite that has too much inv invisibility, yeah, I don't see why there there shouldn't be a. A lot of really good bosses in first-person yeah. shooters games. It seems like it shouldn't be that hard to do if you were making one. I mean, I feel like there kind of are. I, I I feel like there tend to be some pretty fun scenarios anywhere where you've got. I, there's got to be like a great one in Titanfall, right? I I haven't. I still haven't really played Titanfall very much, but anything where you got a lot of mobility. I understand why there might be a conception that there aren't good boss battles. They're more about crowd control. First-person shooters, as a rule. Yeah, because it's about shooting lots of stuff, usually. And a lot of the games that you would immediately think, oh, that one's got shooting and also a good boss, tends to be, you know, a game that's not, it's either a third-person shooter or first-person but not actually a shooter. I think the bosses in Me the Metroid Prime games are very good, just in general. However, if you called, if you called those games first-person shooters, that's incredibly reductive, so... Interesting. I was just realizing that Left 4 Dead has some of my favorite boss battles, probably of all time. It, oh, because you just like you you alert the horde and they all come and there's probably a tank and stuff, but it's the boss is the scenario rather than the specific enemy. And uh, but the yeah, I think when people say 
bosses, they they legit mean uh, like a one-on-one mm. fight. It's like what people, the platonic ideal of people wanting a, wanting a boss. Well, if a scenario counts as a yeah, boss, pe- then I, I would say yeah. a Left 4 Dead. Well, no, I would say the, le- the Left 4 Dead uh, bosses are, are really good. It's just, yeah, uh, I feel like you'd get too many people being, sure. well, actually, uh, actually, I don't know. I mean, a tank does inevitably show up during during those sequences, which you could sort of say is a boss because it's a big damage sponge. But, um, yeah, I, I get it's 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 a little away from the spirit of the question. How dare you betray the spirit of the question, Brandon? <laughs> Shame on you. Ghost of questions past. I think you should be able to make... There should be some real good bosses and FPSs. I don't know too many of them, but uh, how do you make one? It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, I don't uh, necessarily, strictly speaking, uh, have the time or the drive to do that just right now. To tell you the <laughs> truth, I, I think if you can if you can move around and there's different stuff to do that makes sense, and and you can uh, divine a good path that that seems good, like. Say there was a boss where you were routing to get to different weapons to shoot their different parts at different times. That could it could be fun, or it could be a big disaster. But you could make something like that fun. I'd probably check it out. Yeah, I mean, it's just the way FPSs are. You start to add mechanics to an FPS, right? You start to just add a couple little things in there, and then you get a whole lot of people telling you, well, it's not really an FPS anymore. You can jump? No, I don't like FPSs where you gotta jump a lot. That's not really an FPS. And then it's like, you start to, the, the question just starts to corrupt itself at that point. It's a very slippery slope. Yeah, are, are, are the Doom Doom and Doom Eternal scenarios, are there, do those count as bosses? Um, there, there are kind of bosses yeah, there's in bosses there. there's bosses in there. That's time. Uh, I think we've established a few. Uh, th- there are some good boss fights in first-person shooters, and there can be more. Yes. Speaking of community involvement, there's an ongoing discussion in the Insert Credit forums that posits a fighting game is only as good as its coolest lady. By that metric, what's the best fighting game? So you're just asking who's the coolest lady in fighting games? Is that the yeah, question? that's the question. It's a tough one. It's It's tough because a lot of cool lady characters are also cops or um military <laughs> that's <laughs> which, true which devalues their coolness by quite a lot yeah street fighter is lots some cash yeah. I, I don't have a good internal database of fighting game characters but um i just want to say that that uh sonya blade is not cool <laughs> that's fair i i don't think sonya blade's ever been cool sonya blade is ob- absolutely not cool at all um, I mean, Street Fighter Three has got Makoto, who I think is the coolest lady in video games. Makoto is cool. Elena is cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd just say it's it's third strike. There's a bunch of King of Fighterses that I like though, and and they they keep adding more. And so, I mean, I think Amhel is cool. I think uh, Yuri is kind of cool to some extent. I think that weird Pachinko lady who came out in KOF 14 is cool. But yeah. I would usually go for Oscar 120% in these kinds of cases, but I don't know that all those um, high schoolers are the coolest. They're still figuring stuff out. They don't. They don't know that they're. They haven't established the coolness yet. Perhaps they're working on it. Um, if Patrick Miller were here, he would probably talk about May or Jam from Guilty Gear or King. Yeah, King from King of Fighters. King's pretty cool. It's a good one. There's a character in King of Fighters named King that rules. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. There's also a character in Tekken named King. That's true. So. Is there a character in Tekken named Tekken? <laughs> uh, no, but there's a character in King of Fighters named Tekken. 
that's not true. It, it, <laughs> not true. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's true. No, I don't think that that's the case. Uh, they might get in trouble for that. Tekken just means Iron Fist. So it's the Iron Fist tournament. It's the King of Iron Fist tournament. Yeah. Oh, so there's a character in Marvel versus Capcom named Tekken. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I like. Oh, was it Akira from 3D Street Fighter? Uh, why can't I remember this 3D Street Fighter series? Street Fighter EX. EX. Yeah. Yeah. The one with Skullomania in it. Yeah. Skullslider. Skullcrusher. And I think she came back in the in the one that. That those guys made that doesn't have all the Street Fighter characters in it that I can't remember the name of. I'm ill prepared for this question. <laughs> uh, the subtitle of this show, yes. Yes, I'm gonna go with King of Fighters because it probably has by volume the most ladies uh, that have cycled through it as a series, and uh, and King is in by there. law of large numbers. Surely one of them must be the coolest. That's right. That's what yeah. I'm they really shotgunned the dartboard in that game series yeah when it comes to making characters and throwing them out there do they make one with everybody in it does does the cast accrue or do they swap people in and out they swap people in and out but they it's a continuity man yeah they Mm -hmm. do they do add more um but uh, that's like that's like asking if every issue of dc comics uh that comes out has every dc comics character ever uh increasingly the answer is yes (laughs) but i don't want to get into that does every Superman villain appear in every episode of Superman uh, episode? Every sh- every issue. But, uh, <laughs> I sure wish it didn't. King, King of Fighters fourteen has fifty eight characters. Yeah, yeah, that's slightly too many. <laughs> Maybe too many of them. Some of them are DLC, but uh, really, it's only eight of them that are DLC. The rest of them. Are Let's wild. face it. How many of those characters are household names? Yeah, probably four. Terry Bogard because he's Bogard. in Smash. Is yep. that about it? Mm. Yeah, I don't think you could even argue Mai is a household name. Yeah, I, yeah she's maybe. just kind of like chesty lady. Um, Kyo is maybe not, but elsewhere he might. It, like, I think it, it depends on whether we're ta- are we talking about households in northern in North America or South America, because I think you might get a different response. I'm just talking the you know the the global household index. Well, I think you if know? you if you include like specifically mexico i think then then the cachet rises um for mm. the household naming but yeah uh, mm. still there's no there, there are no ryu and ken as a as, as a, i mean as a, bayonetta is in super smash bros so doesn't that just mean bayonetta uh, super smash super bros smash runs? is the best fighting game oh no because isn't, isn't she uh just designed to be the objectively coolest lady I think her coolness stock took a plummet with the latest game. <laughs> yeah, oh. they're going to fix it later, they say. They'll fix it. All right. Maybe uh, well, know. we've resolved that. On to our next Sorry. question. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. The new once-per-decade sight-and-sound poll determining the new greatest movie of all time is out, so I am obligated by the format <laughs> right. of our show to ask you this question. What is the Jean Dillman of video games? Oh, very good question. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie. I've never heard of the movie. Okay, so let's just say we had decades upon decades of basically the same movies always being number one, Yeah. right? Yeah, Citizen Kane, Vertigo. Citizen Kane, Vertigo, Tokyo Story, uh, Bicycle Thief. I refuse to call it Bicycle Thieves. (laughs) I I don't accept the name change, uh, even though I've seen the movie enough times to know why uh, there's the multiple names of that movie. Um. I, I I would like to think of it as just being about one thief, uh, you know. I don't know. As far as the person whose bicycle was stolen is concerned, it was one thief. Yes, yes. Well, have you seen the movie? Have you seen? But the I mean, culturally, right? Is this like the foreign film? It that- stratospherically rose to the top after not being near the top 
It was usually the top five movies were just kind of uh, shuffling around nervously musical chairs. Well, now, hang on. So I, I actually heard of this movie for the first time like a week ago. Yeah. And I yes. think it was uh, the New York Times was looking at the what the AFI list i think and it was on the top of the list for like decades no uh, as i no. mentioned in the question uh they take a sight and sound the sight and sound runs a poll every 10 years sight and sound that was uh, that, yeah okay not afi sight and sound that was it yeah, yeah. uh talking yeah. to directors and filmmakers to list their favorite movies so this was at the top of the list for a while and for the, yeah for the first time this came, was and at it's the top now it's now off the list is it off the top oh, no, no. Okay. no okay now let me, it's let me, number on, one let, for, okay <laughs> jaffe my okay. my description was was being was very clear i was just i was trying to spell it out very clearly before i got distracted by bicycle thief okay frank every 10 years they do a poll sight and sound magazine yeah. uh they they poll film directors film directors give a list of 10 movies that they send a, a not like a ranked list of 10 movies which is like 100 now right like they they, they publish 100 yeah, yeah. They, they publish a list of 100 because they poll many 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 film directors and you end up with this and list critics 1600 people. 1600 people now citizen kane verdict go tokyo story yeah. a, a couple of movies uh, bicycle thief a couple movies have dominated the top slots of the list uh being citizen kane had an extremely long multi-decade streak at the top of the list right. the movie that is at the top of the list this time was never anywhere near the top it just kind of came out of quote unquote nowhere not really out of nowhere it's a movie people know um uh, it's the, the it is credited it's it's win it's it's shocking upset is credited to sight and sound polling more directors now a wider variety more diverse directors of different of more nationalities and 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 more genders uh they're they're just, they branched out and right. polled way more people than usual and you ended up with one movie just kind of i mean i you know confoundingly reaching the top right yeah. just uh it's shocking and surprising a lot of people uh this movie that many people had it was joked about on social media quite roundly that many people had never heard of this movie i never even heard of this movie it was at the top what the heck man like it was uh it was there were many great jokes about how youtubers were going to be reacting to it in the next couple months and it would become insufferable to listen to youtube critics talking about this thing so the idea is uh, we have a couple video games that we always talk about being at the top of the list, Ocarina of Time. We did that extremely video game podcast-esque segment uh, somewhat recently where Jaffe asked us to rank the top 10 games on Metacritic, right? Remember that? Uh, yeah. Frank, you weren't here for that one, right? Um, we have a couple games that are always at the top. So what is the game that's going to come out of nowhere 50 years from now that we've all already played right now? And it's just going to be the number one game. Yeah, one other little element I would add is that with this kind of thing, it is entirely possible that there was that this movie recently went through the discourse in a way that we couldn't yes. see. Like this, right. this, it could be that all of these directors who who and critics who put it up there only watched it for the first time this year, and they were like, "This is the very best movie. recently." Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, and it is also uh, it's a timely selection for being a feminist film very strikingly feminist message etc etc right so it's uh it's something that you know we can't really predict what 50 years from now will be going on in the world probably everybody will be dead but uh in case they're not what video game from let's say the years 2010 to 2015 uh i would assume will people be plucking out and suddenly going actually this is the best game ever 
Bomberman Act Zero. Uh, and Bomberman Act Zero. I'm going to throw one out that I think I'm the only one here who's really absorbed. What's here? If, if maybe even played at all, which is Fallout New Vegas. Huh. Oh, Fallout New Vegas. I've, I've actually played. You did? Okay, that was not yeah, true yeah. last we spoke about this game. Yeah, oh, it's uh, somewhat recently, yeah. I, I actually think that it is a narrative masterpiece in the world of video games. I think that it... I, you cannot break this story, and it's always entertaining, and it's always uh, full of... I'm not going to actually say meaningful choices, but it's full of uh, doing the magic trick that makes you feel like you've made meaningful choices. Um, I do like that they're trick. A little bit, uh, they're a little bit shallow, but they, they feel right. And um, the core premise of, of sort of choosing between two or three not very good options and having to live with the consequences as far as the overall narrative choice and, and how you end the game and stuff like that is i think really compelling it makes you kind of see gray area in a way that a lot of games don't and it doesn't force it down your throat because you you feel it through playing the game and and through how the world is reacting to your choices and things like that it's not you know it's, it's not like i don't know bioshock or whatever where, where, where you do the bad choice and like watch yourself murder a child you know what i mean it's like like you it, it just the the consequences of your actions happen no matter what and all of your actions have consequences and and none of them are great but it really makes you consider what what those options are and i think it's one of those games where it's like the people who love it just won't shut the heck up about it and everyone else just kind of hasn't played it <laughs> it's my feeling or couldn't get past the performance issues at launch for this game that by the way they made in what like a year somehow so I, I think that one is going to sort of rise into the, the, the top 10 of uh, video game narrative canon if it still works in 50 years. I have another thought. The thing mm -hmm. about Jean Dillman is that it's it has a very small subject matter. It's about the life of this one woman in France. Like conceptually, it's a very simple thing. And I think uh, we when we're talking about a game that uh, we're looking I mean, it's, back it's on conceptually simple, but craft wise, incredibly dense. Yeah, uh, we should say. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. There's, there's there's craft and uh, there's there's a lot of craft in there. 50 years is a long time. I think there's time for a game to kind of get lost in the cultural discussion and be rediscovered again as this thing that's unlike any other game that is going to be like the way that games are developing right now. Mm -hmm. I think in 2072. People might rediscover Journey as like this really special, interesting thing that isn't at all. <laughs> no, like the, ser the servers games. will be gone. No? The servers will be nuked. Servers I'm gonna say that the game that will be the, the 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 sight and sound pole topper of the future for video games is going to be a Japanese video game that has yet to receive a fan translation as of this discussion. But there's there have been enough fan translations. Also, like Linda Q. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, w I wasn't going to come right out and say it, but yeah, that's that was the one I was going to say. So I feel like Linda Cube is going to be celebrated as the greatest game of all time Ooh. at some point like in the idea. next 40 or 50 years. Uh, I mean, that very, very, uh, I mean, I have a lot to say about it. I don't have time for it right now. That or uh, Oreshika. Oreshika could also be uh, cited as the greatest video game of all time by the same developers over at Alpha System. Geniuses over there. Um, I feel like it's it's a game that is yet to... I mean, if, if not Linda Cube, there, there have been so many fan translations of games recently that have opened people up to the idea of playing a fan-translated ROM of a PS1 game. 
I feel like the celebrated, uh, I feel like one of them, there's going to be a moment where suddenly, you know, you see a couple thousand people going, I got to try this out. You know, every time one of these fan translation patches launches, you'll see a couple thousand people being like, well, this is cool. I want to play this game. Does anybody know how to set up a PlayStation emulator? And, you know, they'll have there'll be a couple hundred tweets about it. I feel like there's going to be one that results in like a mainstream publication being like, you've got to play this game. Yeah, this is here's how to emulate PlayStation games. Here's where to get it. Like, there's going to be a moment where that happens, and then, you know, the publisher will will emerge from out of nowhere. What's happened with the YouTube algorithm uh, uh, pumping city pop music to the point where a lot of these uh, all-but-retired city pop uh, musicians come out of retirement with a new album, right? Uh, yeah. The publisher will reappear. The alpha system will rematerialize and be like, hey, we're re-releasing Linda Cube with an official English translation for the Nintendo Switch 3 or whatever, right? And it's just going to suddenly pop out of the ether. And somehow that's going to make a couple cycles through the discourse. And then eventually, 50 years from now, someone's going to be like, this is the best game of all time. And Tim, as a a sidebar to that, the the City Pop thing, um, City Pop Mm -hmm. isn't, isn't or wasn't a widely used term in Japan, really. Like, there, mm-hmm. it was it, it was sort of there, but... It, it was became, a real maniac term, yeah, it, uh, I believe it they would have said. It became really bigger and more blown out over here. Uh, but to the extent that now, when you go into a disc union in Japan, there is a city pop section. Oh, yeah. R- I noticed in that English. back in 2019. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. We don't really have time for a lightning round, but I want to do it anyway. Let's do it. Can uh, mm. uh, you please indulge me? Uh, all right. We're recording this, as we discussed in length at the first half of the show, on the day of the 2022 Game Awards, which means it's time for an improv zone, boys. What? Oh, come on. How's that a lightning round? <laughs> yeah. Each of you are presenting categories at the Game Awards this year. I'm going to call out the category, and one of you has to give your introductory spiel talking about how special and important that award is before presenting the nominees. See, this is less improv than just like a worksheet, basically, but keep going. (laughs) You're giving us a kindergarten worksheet. We should just be improvising our own categories. Anyway, keep going. Uh, Once you say, and the nominees are, I'll call out another category, and another one of you will take over. Okay. Whoever is feeling the boldest, jump in when I say best narrative. Best narrative. The stories inspire us. The <laughs> yeah. stories, more than anything else, more than graphics, more than sound, more than gameplay, it's the story that remains when the credits roll. Video games have always been about stories, well, maybe not Pong, uh, but ever since Pac-Man... <laughs> pause for laughter. Pause for yeah, laughter. <laughs> But ever since Pac-Man, there's been a story. Who is this guy? Who are these ghosts? What's going on in here? Uh, Who's on drugs? Maybe us. Uh, uh, Tonight's nominees might have a little bit more going on than Pac-Man. But uh, 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 I I think uh, we all enjoy them. I I think we enjoy them all, so what? Let's take a look at the nominees. <laughs> Best score and music. 
Music <laughs> on yeah. <of> time. <laughs> Goring has been the most important thing to teenage boys. Yeah. Tonight's nominees <laughs> represent. I'm gonna stop there. Goring. The video games have come a long way since Tommy <laughs> Tallarico's Earthworm Jim soundtrack. Uh, tonight's nominees are better than that. Best performance. Whether you have a 3080 or a 3090, performance is what matters the most <laughs> in your PC gaming experience. The nominees are... No, they're in the 4000s now, bro. Yeah, I know. Performance uh, inspires us. That's right. Best ongoing game. You ever notice some games just don't stop these days? We notice that. I feel that. like I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla for a year. But I don't think that's what they mean, Tim, by this category. <laughs> <laughs> the games that are still going on purpose are... All right. Best indie game. Indie games inspire us. I thought Machine Games' Indiana Jones game wasn't coming out until next year. Pause for laughter. Uh, what Pause are all laughter. of these posers? I think, I think actually <laughs> it, would be, just it would be like so someone completely different from the rest of the audience comes up and is like, indie games are the most important media too. Uh, th this will be the one time someone makes a statement and also we all have to unionize. The, <laughs> the nominees are... The, the indie games introduction is I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> you might have seen my film Black Adam. Uh, if you haven't, go check it out. Indie video games. Oh, I hear they're important, but uh, are they as good as my movie? Don't think so. Uh, let's take a look <laughs> at these stupid nominees, guys. Huh? Pause for that. There you go. That's how it would actually be. Uh, most anticipated game. Uh, can't wait for that Zelda, huh? Well, here it is. <laughs> yeah. No need to read the others. Anticipation inspires us. <laughs> <laughs> Our frothing demand increases. Uh, the Player's Voice Award. This is the fan vote category. Oh, it's like the People's Choice, but it's yeah. voice, because oh, okay. that's clever, because it's video games, and video games have voice. Yeah, the Player's Voice Award. If I had my way, you wouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> that would be me just personally, uh, if, yeah. if I personally were presenting the category. Games are nothing without their players, and so we've given you a voice, and your voice says, God of War Ragnarok. Either Genshin Impact or Sonic Frontiers. Best esports athlete. Oh my god. You know, there's muscles all over your body, including your thumbs. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> something like that. I'm I'm I've been working my glutes out lately so I can uh, be more comfortable in my gaming chair. I'm an athlete too. <laughs> pause for laughter, pause for laughter. Uh, yeah. Our last category is Content Creator of the Year. Well, we didn't get to do art. I had something for nope. art. Art's not important. Well, okay. I really wish we could have nominated the Game Awards for Best Content of the Year. <laughs> and, uh, why can't we win an award at our own show? All right, we'll throw one in for art right here. At the Big end. round of applause. Well, for art? Yeah, okay. go for it, Brandon. People may say that art is dead now that AI has taken over the entire industry. These uh, nominees prove it's not, it got a couple more years left. <laughs> yeah, that, that was worth diverting the end of the show for a couple seconds. Uh, but Tim, I'm going to give you your 10th host point. Congratulations, oh, no. you made it. Oh, I did it. <laughs> you did it. Right now it's time for our recommendations and plugs if we have them. Recommendations. Oh yeah, R&Ps. Man, do I have any? 
You know, I, I feel like a lot of our listeners are probably approximately our age. Does that seem right? Do we have a demographic report for the Insert Credit Show? Um, they're a little younger. They're uh, somewhere between my age and your age, really. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that's not a big difference, but yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm going to say this anyway. Um, so I, I might have talked, I, I have talked about this briefly on the show before, but um, it, last year uh, we visited Ed Semrad, who, who edited Electronic Gaming Monthly in the 90s and, and dug out all of his uh, prototype games from his basement. So uh, I am currently uh, editing a little blog post uh, about all those ROMs. So uh, check out gamehistory.org to, to check out the stuff that, that, we, that we found in uh, in Ed's basement, which will be out by the time the show's out. What does that have to do with how old people are? Um, because he stopped editing the magazine in 1996. EGM was a long time ago. Oh. oh okay. yeah, but I think in general, our audience is interested in old game yeah. stuff. Okay, sure. OGS. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put an image uh, in the chat that I'm kind of proud of. Uh, that I edited when I was uh, bored earlier during the the Game Awards segment. <laughs> uh, so uh, I found a video of him uh, doing his photography, and then I realized that that shot actually ran in EGM. Oh, no uh, kidding. That's yeah. Oh, that owns. Brandon, you got anything? Uh, my recommendation is whatever I just told you in in the Bleach and One Piece segment. So that's 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 my recommendation. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't listened to that yet. Can't wait. Uh, Tim, what you got? I don't, I don't. I don't think I got anything. That's fine. Oh wait. Also, uh, wish wish list hypergun sport because we're uh we're trying to get past four thousand wish lists before before we launch the game, and it's very telling which of your games people uh, are naturally interested in and which ones you kind of have to force people to get interested in because uh, hypergun sport has almost four thousand wish lists after being on the Steam store since 2017, basically. Uh, it was originally as Gunsport, but now as Hyper Gunsport. And uh, Demon School has been on the Steam store for, for people to wishlist for like five months now, and uh, maybe maybe a little longer. And it has 33,000 wishlists, so there's, there's, a big, <laughs> there's a big gap there. And that's very, very interesting to me. But yeah, it would be cool if we could get above 4,000 for Hyper Gunsport before it goes, so... Let's try to make that happen. Thank. I think that we could make that happen. We, the listeners of this show and the friends of this show who we can seek who may out not and listen. make do our bidding. Yeah. yeah. Make them listen to this show, then make them wish list Hyper Gunsport in that order. Yeah. Uh, here are some other recommendations. If you're listening to this show on iTunes or some other format where you can subscribe to a review podcast, do that. We're almost at 500 five-star reviews on Spotify. That's pretty cool. Uh, you could also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own op topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes and get other exclusive content. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or look for insert credit on YouTube or other social media platforms you're currently exploring. This show is edited by Esper Quinn <laughs> with original music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And we're all winners as far as the Game Awards are concerned, I'd say. I think uh, the real winners are the games we played along the way. something to think about mm. sure mm, yeah why not why not let's say that that's my outro for this week and you know what i'm gonna make that my outro for 
the next year. Sticking Whoa. to it. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I didn't write it down. Whoa. No, no.